This last Sunday, I received a word that just kind of caught my attention, and I didn't feel like it was worth sharing last Sunday, but that's what kind of led me into this week so far. And this person said, hey, I, I saw a picture of this body, of this church. The church was, was healthy, was growing, relationships are nourishing and flourishing, and God is moving and doing things. But on the outer skirts of the garment that this church was wearing was a spirit of infirmity. And at first, as I said, it just kind of caught my attention. I didn't feel it was like I'm going to share it right here in a moment, but that got me thinking about that issue, praying into it. And um, a couple of things happened this week that further alerted my attention to this spirit of infirmity that could be potentially lingering and attaching itself to this body, a.k.a. you and me. Um, the more I prayed about it, I felt like this was, this was serious, this was real. I talked to Dave and Barry, and, and they sensed like, yeah, this could totally be something the Lord is highlighting. Um, I talked to Marie Jenkins, who's been praying here at the church pretty much since the beginning, and she even mentioned as well, she's like, yeah, Brandon, that thing, what you said, spirit of infirmity, has, has come up over the years, and there's, it's led to miscarriages, sickness, things that just are somewhat abnormal, physical pain, physical suffering, physical weariness. It's more related to bodily issues. And so when she said that, I said, okay, maybe this is the time the Lord wants to highlight this to the church so that we can start making a stand today concerning this. All right? Today's Halloween. There's a lot of dark things that go behind Halloween. Candy is great. I love candy. I'll eat candy. Pumpkins are fine. But there's something about Halloween that there's a demonic issue. There's an enemy behind that. So I thought, why don't we go after that today? This would be the perfect day to make a stand against the devil and what he's trying to do. So we're going to do that. I want you to open up to Colossians chapter 2. And so I feel like all that we just did through worship was a proclamation, a declaration of what the Lord has already done, and now we just need to apply it, step into it a little bit more. Colossians chapter 2. So I'm just going to teach just for a few minutes, and then I'm actually going to call for a response if this issue is you, or if you have this issue, you're not the issue, obviously. Colossians chapter 2, look at verse 13, says, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, with Christ, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirement, or I may say the certificate of debt that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So he's talking about our sin and the debt we owe to God. He nailed it to the cross. He took it out of the way. Verse 15. 
Here's what also happened. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So what is it? He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. What is it? If we don't know what it is, then we're just going to be confused and wondering and always guessing. Well, verse 14, he nailed it to the cross. The cross is it. So I want you to think about your life and all the the warfare, what the enemy is trying to do to this body corporately and individually. And I want you to think about this verse is literally saying Jesus has disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. The implications of that is huge. We feel like most of the time we have to somehow taekwondo the enemy to disarm him and to get him to do what we want. That's not how it works in the kingdom. Jesus, over 2,000 years ago, has already disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them. In other words, he publicly made it known there is a new ruler. Satan was your former owner, okay? Satan had the keys to your house. He had your little garage door opener. He had access to everything. He was in control of your life, literally. He was in control. And when you gave your life to Jesus, even before that, as he's on the cross, he raises from the dead. He triumphs over the enemies. And in Revelation chapter 2, talks about how he has the keys of Hades and of death. So all that Satan owned, you and me, Jesus went to his house, got his keys, his garage door opener, everything that was in his name now is in his name, and he took you and I with him. And now we're living in the kingdom of Jesus. Colossians chapter 1, it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his Son. Here's what Sam Storm says about this, about the cross. In a marvelous twist of divine irony, the cross, the emblem of disgrace and death by which the demonic host thought they had defeated Christ, it turned on them and becomes the instrument of their humiliating demise. The bottom line is this, spiritual authority is in the name of Jesus Christ. The balance of powers rests with us. And the ultimate outcome has been settled in our favor. Therefore, we stand firm, resisting the enemy with the assurance that he will flee. That is the beauty and the glory of the cross of Jesus. But what the devil does is he fools us, he tricks us. Go with me to Luke 13. The devil gets us to question, he gets us to wonder, he gets our eyes off the cross, 
He makes us think about, Jesus, are you really in power? Do you have all power and authority? Because I'm still in my struggle. I still feel attacked. But I want to point our attention to the cross before we start taekwondo and the devil. He has already disarmed principalities and powers. So this issue of infirmity in Luke 13, we're going to read this story. Verse 10. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and and could no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And then Jesus has a discourse with the religious leaders. And go to verse 16. And he says this, So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound... For 18 years, shouldn't she be loosened from this bond on the Sabbath? This woman was bound for 18 years, and for her, it was normal. It was a common, normal thing to walk with a spirit of infirmity. In other words, she got comfortable walking with the enemy to where it was This is my everyday life. I I suffer physical pain, nothing new. And as I was praying and asking the Lord, Lord, what is with this spirit of infirmity on this body at heart of the Father? And I don't feel like he told me, you know, why it got in there, all those details, but I feel like he spoke to me and he told me that this spirit of infirmity is trying to wed itself to us as a church. The same way that spirit wed itself to this woman for eight years years. It was so normal for her. But can I tell you, there's a new owner over your life. If you're living in the kingdom, this shouldn't be a normal thing. Physical sickness, ailments, pain. Now, not all things are from the enemy when it comes to physical sickness and pain and suffering. But I will say, there are times where it is from him. And I feel like this is one of those times where we need to check our our hearts and ask the Lord, Lord, is this from the enemy? Is this his work, his hand in my life that's just calling it normal? Went to the doctor that gave you diagnosis, and it's normal. But look at Jesus, his solution to this in verse 12. Jesus saw her. And he called to, he called her to himself. That's what this morning is about. Jesus is just calling his church to himself. He calls her to him, and he says, Woman, you're loosed from this infirmity. You have a new owner today. And then he laid hands on her, and it, the spirit left her. There was some stories about Heidi Baker, how when she's over in Africa, she wouldn't even declare and pray all these things over people who were sick and needed healing. She would literally just go up to them and hug them 
and touch them with their hands and embrace them. And the power of Jesus would just... Do you have to scream and shout? And Sure, that's fine. But think about the power of God. God doesn't need us to be super loud in order for his power to work. He needs us to look at the cross and realize he has disarmed principalities and powers. Ephesians 3 talks about the church, how we should declare the manifold wisdom of God to principalities and powers. What's that mean? We declare to principalities and powers that Jesus Christ is the Lord. He has already disarmed you, and his victory is continually continuing to unfold until he returns. So what do I mean by a spirit of infirmity? I've been alluding to it, but I'm talking about physical pain, sickness, or weakness of a certain part of your body. I want us to begin to pray for that this morning. So if we could all stand, and if you feel like that's you, if you feel like there's a sickness in your life, that is unusual, that is not normal, or maybe you're gonna say it's not normal today anymore for you. Just want you to come down to the altar and stand right where the carpet meets the, the floor. Right where the carpet meets the floor. with you, I didn't know who all would respond, but this was definitely more than what I was anticipating. <clears throat> okay, if I could have, I just want the deacons and our core team to come. deacons and core team, come and stand in front of them. And we're going to pray specifically the spirit of infirmity would lead in Jesus' name. If you want to pray it loud, pray it loud. If you want to whisper it to them, whisper it to them. Nonetheless, speak the words and it's by the authority of Jesus. Jesus says he cast out demons by the finger of God, by the Holy Spirit. And that's when you know the kingdom has come. Can I tell you the kingdom has come? So, core team, can we just lay hands on whomever you feel led to lay hands on? And we're going to pray the spirit of infirmity would leave bodies right now. In the name of Jesus. We command sickness, pain, in the name of Jesus. Be gone. We loose you from the spirit of infirmity.
body in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, that you have disarmed the enemy. You have disarmed principalities and powers.
Come on, church, let's sing this.
Okay, so I typed out a public declaration I wanted us to make today concerning this issue. I feel like the spirit of infirmity trying to leach itself to this body and cause different things physically. I think today is about making a stand and us being alerted to the schemes of the devil. Okay, let's not be ignorant of his schemes. And I think we have to make a stand and continue to resist the devil. And we do that by speaking the word, thinking the word, and acting the word. You speak the word of God, you think about the word of God, and you act out the word of God. So we're going to make this declaration and then we're going to have communion together. So I want you to repeat after me. This is about six or seven sentences long. Father, in the name of Jesus, we make a stand and declaration today that we are no longer partnering with nor tolerating the spirit of infirmity in our life and in this body. Living with physical pain, sickness, or weakness is not normal in the kingdom of God. Therefore, we break agreement with the spirit of infirmity. Therefore, we break agreement with the spirit of infirmity. And we command the spirit of infirmity to leave our bodies. In the name of Jesus. Father, Father, we are changing our mindset and coming into agreement with your word and your promises. That according to your word, you have delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of Jesus. And according to your word, by his stripes we are healed. And according to your word, you have disarmed principalities and powers and made a public spectacle of them and triumphed over them through the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. 